0: Trying to drink less alcohol, but need some extra motivation. Maybe you've tried moderation, but you keep waking up disappointed and hungover. Are you curious about sober life? Or maybe
1: you're like us, have been alcohol free for a while and are in it for the long haul. Well, you're in the right
0: place. I'm Meg. And I'm Bella, and our Not Drinking Today podcast is an invaluable resource to keep you motivated and on track today and beyond.
1: We are This Naked Mind certified coaches who live in Sydney and love our alcohol-free
0: life. And last but not least, if you enjoy the content of our podcast, please rate, review, subscribe and share it. It really is integral to getting the podcast out to those that might need it. So grab a cuppa and let's get started.
1: Hello, Bella, and hello, everyone, and happy new year, 2024. How are you, Bella?
0: I'm really well. I'm so glad to be back recording with you. It's been, oh, it's been a lovely long break. I've dashed back to Sydney, then back now back to Adelaide, Um, but I've missed the podcast. How are you going, Meg? I'm good. Yes, I
1: love chatting with you and I've definitely missed that. We've had a quiet Christmas and New Year, really, and just, well, I've been around the house. I think the kids have had a bit more of an active social life than me, (laughs) I've just been working. It's been good. It's been really nice. Hey, where'd you get up to for New Year's Eve? Did you do anything? Not really in the end. My my brother and sister came over. We had a um, barbecue, but I don't have a barbecue. So we <laughs> did it on, I did it on the grill in at the stove top. It was, it was really nice. And then they took my 14-year-old down to see some fireworks down at DY, which was awesome. And then I got up at midnight to tell my son, he didn't have long to go to bed. So we did watch some of the midnight fireworks together on the TV. How about you?
0: Well, I don't know. It's sort of becoming less of a momentous event. Like yeah. there's there's no big grand plan to kind of shuffle into the city and watch no. the fireworks. It's kind of, oh, I don't know. It was really quiet. It was really, really quiet. Mm-hmm. We're up in the hills in Adelaide. Um, And I don't think there was really much happening locally. And look, I was in bed by 9.30. I think I fell asleep by 10. But, you know, always waking up without a hangover, starting 2024 free, uh, alcohol free, uh, always just uh, puts a smile on my face. It's like you're just springing into 2024 feeling good.
1: Yeah, definitely. Actually, it was my two-year anniversary of being alcohol-free. Wow! So, yeah, that was New Year's Eve, but I kind of forgot. I remembered in the morning, then I forgot. Then I woke up the next day, and like you said, sprung into the new year. But yeah, so that was nice. It was. I did a bit of reflection earlier on, and but I was never a um, New Year's Eve kind of fan of going out, even when I was younger.
0: Yeah, and anything that requires me to stay out past nine is oh, not going to work. Absolutely.
1: So I was in bed then as well. And then I just got up to say to my son, okay, nearly bed. So he doesn't doesn't game all night. But um (laughs) yes. Well, we thought maybe today we could have a little bit of a chat about like you and I, how we've stayed on track, because I do I know we both get asked that at different times. And I guess we wanted to discuss making a declaration to the world that you've taken a break and you're going AF.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's such a really, it's a great step, isn't it? It's an important step mm. to take. It really was.
1: And I think that's why we sort of connected because that was something we both wanted to do from early on.
0: Yeah, there was something innately um, important for us to declare it to, you know, to the world. It kind of, yeah, it well it it's multi-pronged, isn't it? Because you're, you're keeping it reminding yourself every day that this is important to you and you're connecting and showing the world and, and helping others through it. And so that kind of has a um, a benefit that goes both ways. But why do you think it's important to do that, Meg, to kind of take the step of owning your alcohol-free life in a, in in a way so making an making an action step rather than just something you think
1: yeah well i think for me like it has been one of the most important things to me and i guess there's a few reasons one of them is because it keeps you in that mindset like if i'm doing something then i have a responsibility i want to turn up i want to help other people it it really keeps me in the game um and it also is true what we learned in this Naked Mind that sharing really takes away the shame. Yeah. So it from the word go, like when you and I decided to do a podcast, we were both pretty nervous about what we were going to say and it really didn't take long before we were just like, What? like it was a yeah. really easy transition to actually share because it did take away the shame but it helps so many people as well and it just, it's I don't know why, it's made it easier for me in this journey um, yeah, yeah, and what about you? What do you think?
0: Oh, I think um, you can think that you want to be alcohol free. You can have all the emotions and the the whys and the reasons for it. Um, and there are lots of things you can do to kind of keep that, I guess, uh, your sober practice on the road. But if you're able to take an action that um, declares it, it kind of incorporates it that little bit more into who you are and into your identity. And for some reason I think that just really um, sets the intention in a bit more stone, gives it a bit more gravitas. So um it makes it real. It makes it more of a an achievable goal. It somehow makes it, it shifts the mindset too towards this actually being something that I can do and it's who I am uh, rather than some kind of amorphous, unattainable goal. Um, and, you know, I. how would you say that you have done it personally? How have you owned this alcohol-free lifestyle and put it into an action that's part of your identity?
1: Mm, yeah, well, I'm just trying to, it kind of makes me think back over my life. And I I always wanted to incorporate things that I was doing, like make it make it quite big. And by no means are we saying anything that we're talking about has to be done on a big scale. We'll go yeah. through that, but we'll, you know, it can be any scale you choose. But um I think from even signing up to become a coach, I was quite vocal about that uh, and my journey, at least to my family and friends, it I I was excited to do it. I really, because early on, some people will know the term pink cloud, you know, I was on quite a high and naturally I'm a talker. So I wanted to share that and it really kept me um, connected. But then, then when we met through the coaching, like the coaching was huge in doing this, that was something that I I knew I wanted to, I kind of subconsciously think I knew I wanted to do it and then I did the alcohol experiment in 2021 and the first day a coach came on, I went, I want to do that. So then it became something I worked towards. So when I did stop drinking soon after, that was my interest, my goal. I set up um, early quite early on, I think you know, both are, you and I had business ideas, got on Instagram, started doing it that way and then you asked if anyone wanted to do a podcast I'm like yes." yes and that that was like the next step and now there's just little things along the way that I think part of it is that I say yes to things a lot more uh well particularly if they're in this realm so I'm coaching more I'm yeah I've started a new course like I don't overdo it I definitely only take on what I can but these are ways that have kept me really in the game. I think for me, learning is something really important. And I've always done self-help since I was like 17. So I love it. And I will always continue that. So I think that's kind of some of the ways I do it. What about you, Beth? Yeah.
0: Yeah, Well, you haven't done it uh, quietly and uh, and in any way, small way. There is lots of the loudness owning it and doing it in a a big way. Mm. And I'm much the same. I think I needed to really step into uh, this label of being an alcohol-free mm. woman because I wanted to do it in a way that showed the world that I was loud, I was proud, and I was happy. So by doing that in a way that was quite um, exposed mm-hmm. it was really a declaration to say, don't feel sorry for me. Uh, yeah. I'm not mm-hmm. living a life behind closed doors that's really sad and small. Yeah. Uh I've chosen this for a reason. Uh, Yes, at the start I had to, uh, but I don't have to anymore. I'm doing it because I want to. Um, And I guess the other way of doing it is that for me, I think I really need um, it to really be quite a significant and important part of my identity um, rather than just Something that is there on the side. And I have to really, I haven't really explored that so much, know exactly why. But um, I think it's sort of, well, but I think it probably comes down a little bit to being quite a rebellious character and a rebellious personality. It, you know, I want to say, well, I, this is actually a superpower. This is mm-hmm. part of me that I want to um, shout loudly and. It's not something that I want to hide away and be hidden in the dark. And plus, I want to broadcast it because the more people out there that are getting on the bandwagon of being alcohol-free, well, that just means life gets a whole lot easier for you and I, doesn't it? It means um, there are a whole lot more people Mm -hmm. that are seeing the benefits of it and that means we're not so much being part of the minority. Um, Look, fundamentally, I think because of the way that – I started being alcohol-free, which was a rehab experience. The anxiety for me in that moment was, well, I was so fearful of the stigma and what everyone was saying. So I thought the, only, the antidote to that was to nip it in the bud, get on Instagram, do blogs, become an alcohol coach, do a website and say it loudly. Um and that has been the best thing that I've ever done, uh, and of course it kind of also helps uh, that bit of having a job that is fulfilling and it's something that I'm passionate about. But Meg, we've done it loudly, haven't we? We've we've done we've done it in a grand scale. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, there are many uh, quieter and anonymous, if you like, ways of displaying or declaring your. Alcohol free or drink less goals to the world. What might be some other ways that you could think of or might suggest to clients if they ask you that they could do?
1: Well, this is the thing. There's so many different ways, and we're not saying you have to do any of this, of course. Um, And you just hit the nail on the head there for me was, um, you know, I don't want anyone to feel sorry for me. And part of this is our personalities were like this. Like, so this is a natural progression as well for me. And in finding my authentic self, my purpose and passion, this is where it's leading. So um it's true happiness doing this. And yeah. so anyone can do anything, but I think staying connected is just so important and keeps you in the game. So we were kind of having a little chat before about some different ideas, and I had one person I know that has just started. Their journey and they've just started an Instagram page on um, different mocktails they're making. And I think what a brilliant way to be connected, have, you know, something you look forward to doing. I think that's really important to look forward to something each day. Uh, And not saying you have to do anything every day, but waking up and having something to look forward to was really key for me. Um, And I thought that was really great because by doing that, this person is also going to meet like-minded people. Through that Instagram uh, page that she's just started up, so I thought that was really cool. Not massive, but still a big, a big step out of her comfort zone. And yeah. what are some others, Bella?
0: Oh well, I like that Instagram post idea. I don't know whether you can set up an account that could be actually anonymous. So you mm. know, do it, do it, do it in a way mm. that can be anonymous. I've had uh, clients that have written little motivation notes or thank yous, and they've said, "Look." put that up on Instagram for me anonymously. So that's another way of seeing their views, their quotes up out there in the world. Uh, I have had a client that said that it was really helpful for her. She was part of an app group, like an app, Sober App, Uh, and on there you could actually be a cheer squad or motivate and help other people, give them tips, say well done and that kind of thing really helped her. It Was paying it forward, make it made her feel useful, made her feel knowledgeable mm. that she had the skills to have helped get herself alcohol free. Now she could actually pay it forward and help somebody else. So the the cheer squad uh, step can be done in that WhatsApp, or it could be part of a Facebook mm. private group. Uh, so that that's another way that I could think of.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, speaking of that, I had a a friend and I, we started meeting on Sundays for brunch and we called it Sunday soul sessions and something like that. You can invite new people in as you meet them. And, you know, you've created a safe space for people on the same journey. It was something we looked forward to. We, we actually had it in a local big pub, but it was breakfast time. So it was kind of, it really fit nicely you know, we had our big breakfast there. No one was drinking because it was morning. And um, yeah, it was it was really lovely. So even something like that. And then like you said, you know, you can create uh, local Facebook groups or they can be anywhere really, but you could create a local
0: one where you meet up and have a coffee or. That's a great idea. Yeah. So, so find your group, like a book club group or your small circle that it could be safe to start slowly testing out the waters of mm. declaring your desire to drink less or to be an alcohol-free person. That that's a really good idea. Another one that we workshopped, Meg, before we jumped on air, which I thought was great, is that you could somehow incorporate alcohol-free support for colleagues or clients in your workplace. Um, and we were thinking if you're a nutritionist or a personal trainer, that was one way to do it. Or another way could be if you are um, a professional or what work in a workplace, become the person that advocates for uh, a workplace-wide uh, FebFast, Dry July, uh, Sober October event where you could donate to charity. So you don't have to be... Uh, on the platform declaring that you've got a problem and you want to go alcohol-free and you may not be ready for that. Most people will never be ready for that. But you could at least just get behind a charity and do it that way. Absolutely,
1: yeah. There's there's heaps of good ideas there and, um, you know, you can see they don't have to be massive and they can be anonymous or they can be that you just start out having a coffee and maybe like we met doing our coaching, you might meet someone that wants to do something else, you know, in this yeah, yeah world and you might set up a partnership. I mean, there's lots of possibilities.
0: Yeah. All of this really just helps inspire you and motivate you to keep going. If you're able to get some likes on Instagram or get some good feedback from your friends or support a charity, all of those things of getting behind your goals to be alcohol-free is going to keep you motivated, and stay on track. I love, I love this topic, Meg. What a great one! So good, isn't it? And it's you know we're yeah. talking
1: about things that will come along your journey. Like you don't have to give up, have a break from alcohol, and say I've got to do something big today. Like it's yeah. this has all happened to us along our journey, and um, and we have found it to be so valuable. So wanting to share yeah. with others what's helped is is what we want to do, and. And there's lots of options yeah. out there, you know, lots of things to do. And and just I've got um some people in the local area who I have met at different events and we just go for walks now and then. You know, we can just reach yep. out who's up for a walk. And and that's enough, you know, to
0: keep your head in it, in the game. So good. Now, Meg, I might just wrap up a little bit by mentioning that Meg and I thought we would really try and answer as many questions as we can that you have around alcohol. So uh, yes, we're going to keep up the whole interview platform. We love clients. We love our experts. We get great, great feedback and downloads from all of those. But we thought we, we might sort of answer some questions, anything to do with alcohol, any questions that you've got. Uh, nothing too small, nothing too big, send them our way uh, and we'll jump onto them as quickly as we can.
1: Yes. So please send them in. Any questions? Bella and I might hop on individually and do a, a pod on that.
0: Meg loved chatting with you. Let's do this more often. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Hope you have the best day.
1: Yeah, you too. And a happy new year, everyone.
0: You don't already know in addition to our podcasting work we are each sobriety coaches with our own separate businesses helping people to drink less if you or a loved one want to take a break from alcohol we invite you to have a look
1: at our individual websites megs is glassfulfilled.com.au
0: and bella's is isabellaferguson.com.au so take the next step that feels right for you